Did you know there was a free five-part podcast series all about classroom management? In this series, learn how I went from using traditional classroom management strategies without a lot of success to becoming a behavior detective. Discover how I help children with root cause of their behavior issues instead of just addressing the behavior itself. If you want to take a listen to this new series, just check the show notes. You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. You are listening to episode 20, a circle time plan for preschool. If you find circle time to be a challenge to manage and are starting to wonder why you even keep doing it, this episode is for you. But before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you know about a recent podcast episode that might be helpful to listen to if you want a little backstory on why I felt the need to level up my circle time. It's episode 17 and it's called Supercharge Your Circle Time. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. Picture this, a class full of young children sitting together on a big colorful rug. Students are engaged in circle time activities. They're helping add dates to the calendar, reviewing shapes, and recording the weather on the weather chart. But as the year goes on, the routine of circle time gets, well, routine. Routine gets boring and engaged little learners turn into roly-poly bugs all over the carpet. You know, attention spans are short with little ones. They already know what's going to happen, so engagement tanks and challenging behaviors rise. What may have started as a great circle time has quickly become an event that no one enjoys. Circle time for these kiddos is no longer exciting or fun. It's routine. As routine as brushing your teeth every day. You know you have to do it, but it's the same old thing every day. While routines are hugely important in the preschool classroom, too much routine in circle time can equal no learning. And if no learning is happening, then why are we even doing it? So does this all sound familiar to you? No, I haven't been spying on your circle time, but I totally understand because roll back the years and I too had some roly-poly bugs on my carpet. So why do we keep doing it? I am a firm believer that we need to ask these type of questions each school year. We have to make sure that what we schedule with our time is meaningful and purposeful. So you may be thinking, you're right, why even keep it around? Let's just ditch it all together. But for me, circle time is a great opportunity to encourage social skills through group discussion and daily shared classroom experience. I also find circle time is a great way to practice some important preschool skills in a fun way within a short time frame. But if I'm going to keep it around, I'm going to have to make sure I have a plan to make it as good as it can get. Yes, I said plan. And let me tell you, this plan made all the difference for me. So together, I want to walk you through this plan so that maybe you can make your own circle time plan so that your circle time is not full of roly-poly bugs, but are instead full of engaged little learners. So when looking at making a plan, I decided that I needed to keep some things familiar in our circle time, but also add in some new things. And so I refer to these as core and add-in skills. Core activities in circle time for me are those that stay the same throughout the year. These activities are the core of circle time. 
In comparison, add-in activities are those that you would add and remove from circle time when children have grasped the concept or everyone's had a turn or you're just ready to move on. Here are the core activities that I have in my circle time. The Hello Song. So we sing this daily and it's sung as everyone comes to the carpet. We actually have a greeter as one of our jobs and the greeter gets to go around wearing a greeter apron and children choose how they would like to be greeted that day. It might be a crazy dance. It might be a fist bump. It might be a silly face. We had to alter some of these because of COVID days, but we always start with our hello song and make sure that everyone feels included. Another core activity that we do in our circle time is weather. We like to have a weather watcher as part of our job, and that person goes to the window to see what the weather looks like that day, and then they get to record their observation on the weather chart. And we keep that weather chart up so that we can compare and contrast which type of weather has had the most and which has had the least. The last core skill that we make sure to do every time we have circle time is to look at our calendar. And I have made a blog post about why we still use a traditional calendar in our circle time because I think it has some huge benefits. Any calendar will do. But we have a calendar helper and that child comes up and uses the pointer as we count. So we're orally counting together while the calendar helper points to each numeral on the calendar with one-to-one correspondence. And so using a traditional calendar, they now are working on left to right return sweep, just as we would when we read. Then we use those same cards and figure out what's next in the patterns. We use patterning calendar cards. To end our time with the calendar, we may take a moment to look at any events that are coming up and count how many days until that event. We might talk about birthdays that happen or um, special holidays, things like that. And if the children become interested, sometimes we talk about that day of the week and what we have going on. So most of the time I will connect that day of the week to a happening. So we have music on Thursdays. And so they know that when the calendar says it's Thursday, that means we go to music. So I always like to connect back anything we're talking about on the calendar with something meaningful and purposeful to them. Otherwise, it can just become some white noise and definitely lose interest. So I make sure to keep this part short and sweet and relatable. So that's it. Those are the core activities that we do every day. But the question is, do I have to do all the core activities every day? Well, as you start the year, keeping circle time shorter than normal might be incredibly necessary. It's important we're aware of attention spans. They're going to grow throughout the year, and so we can add a little bit more on, but keeping it short at the beginning is very important. Now, sometimes student questions or discussions may lead somewhere different than the core activities, and I think that's great. So we use the core activities as a guide to plan our circle time, but then, you know, if something comes up and we veer off in a different path, that's okay too, but I definitely have a plan of what I want to cover each day. Now let's move on to add-in skills or add-in activities. You'll find that after completing the core activities for a couple of months, your students might just have the hang of circle time, but don't let your circle time get stale. This is the time where we wanna add in new materials, fun activities, 
not only does this keep circle time lively, but it also helps your children learn new skills. So not only are we trying to keep them engaged with us, we want to add in more things that helps them learn new things. I want to share my list of add-in activities with you, but I want you to keep in mind that these are not all added in at the same time. They are added in one at a time and then removed and swapped out for a different add-in activity. So while the core activities are staying the same, the add-in activities are coming in one at a time and leaving one at a time. So one way I can approach add-in skills is by looking at the skill that I want to cover in circle time and figuring out a way to bring that in. So maybe I'll look at shapes, maybe I'll look at colors, maybe I'll look at counting. And once I've decided on that skill, I can figure out activities and games to bring them in to our circle time, whether it's through songs, it might be through circle time games, which is something that we use a lot. I actually pre-made these games so that they would be ready for our circle time. They're for whole group and they are short and sweet. And you can find more information about those at the show notes, but finding a way to bring in those skills in a fun way to your circle time is one way to approach that in skills. Another way to approach add-in skills is by looking at classroom jobs. Can you make a job that would then be something that that child would do during circle time? So some of the jobs that we use for this may be a news reporter. And so each day a child gets to be the news reporter. And during circle time, they come up and tell us into a fake microphone what they've been up to. And I dictate this on a larger piece of paper so everyone can see some modeled writing. And then we later use this in different circle times to find letters and spaces and characteristics of writing. We also do a survey taker. So that survey taker of the day gets to have a clipboard survey on their clipboard and then get to go around and ask all the friends the question of the day. And then during circle time, They get to help present the data and we analyze it together. Another fun job that we bring into circle time is called the mystery bag. So this helper brings the mystery bag from home with something inside to share. And so parents help give three clues for the rest of the students to guess. And when they're the mystery bag helper, I send that home the night before and I warn parents about what's coming. Parents help them find one item to fit in the bag, write three clues, and then they get to come up during circle time while we read the clues and everybody tries to guess what's inside. So kind of a twist on show and tell, but we use it as helpers. And so then once everyone's had a turn, we are done and we move on to something else. But the first add-in job that I usually do for the year is called the well-wisher. And this works great because at the beginning of the year, they're still getting to know each other learning each other's names. And so the well-wisher gets to pick a wand and greet everyone by name by waving the wand above their head. So this is definitely a favorite, but it also wears out pretty quickly because once they learn each other's names, it's, you know, not as engaging. So this is definitely one I use first, drop, and then pick up something else. Okay, so let's talk about how long to cover each add-in skill. Well, there's several ways to approach this as well. It may be if it is job-based, once every child has had a turn with that job, then we stop and we move on to something different. So that makes a very natural break into when we make this, this add-in skill go away is when everyone's had a turn with it. 
This works good for the survey taker. This works good for the mystery bag. It works good for the well-wisher. I can always go in and bring these things back in again, but having that time where, okay, everybody's had a turn, let's move to something new, also is keeping it fresh. Now, when we're talking about skill-based add-in skills, I think it's important to keep in mind how many elements are in the skill and how long might that take to cover when you're only putting in little pieces at a time into circle time. So you may want to work on just names of shapes and then later come back and look at the attributes of shapes. Or maybe you want to break it up into, I'm only going to focus heavily on these three shapes for a couple weeks and then we're going to move on. And then obviously, you know, how often you're in preschool, if you're five days a week, three days a week, two days a week is going to play a role in that too. So the thing you don't want to do though is make it too long and too drawn out where children aren't engaged with it. So kind of lots of factors into how long to keep that add-in skill. And the more you try it, the easier it will become for you to see when students are kind of done. But as you can see, a circle time plan is very personalized to you, your circumstances, your students, and the expectations that you have in your own program. And so I think it's important for you to be able to make your own plan based on the information that I've given you and the ideas that I've given you, but I want you to be able to have a plan and walk away with it. And so I have a free circle time plan guide for you. It includes a workbook, materials list, and along with a blog post, it will help you walk step-by-step step through making your own circle time plan. Plus, as a bonus, it includes some shape and color songs because singing is always a fun way to bring in learning. And you can grab your copy of this free workbook at the show notes. Just head to www.lovelycommotion.com episode 20. Thanks for listening and happy circle time planning. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely.